What do you say we jump into another episode of the No Tracers podcast? Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. All right, hello. Welcome to the No Tracers podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Kay is unable to be your host today. I am Harley Q. Urbex filling in. Today we're uh, interviewing an awesome explorer. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring. Hey, what's up? I'm Kay. I'm normally the host of the No Tracers podcast. but uh, <laughs> And this is why she could not be your host today. This is why I'm a little busy. So I handed the reins over to Harley, as you guys can tell. Um, so yeah, I, I've been exploring kind of since I was a kid, really. Uh, my brothers actually brought me on their little adventures. We had a, a wooded area behind our neighborhood, and we would go out there and kind of like wander around. And I guess the first like abandoned thing that I ever explored was actually what was like a house without the house there was no foundation it was like somebody went into the woods and set up like a living room and like a dining room but there was no actual like foundation of a house so it was like just abandoned shit in a in the woods so oh that's insane yeah. almost like a hobo yeah yeah just set yeah. up like a weird house like a, camp? Yeah, a weird house. But there was like a TV there and obviously no power because you're in the middle of the woods. And there were like VHS tapes and like, it's actually crazy. I talked about it in one of my vlogs that I did. Uh, I went to this abandoned, like burned out house. It was super tiny and it was in California. And uh, there was like a porno magazine just, you know, because sometimes people just go into abandoned places and look at porn. I don't I don't know. But no, it's always left there. It's always it is left always there. left there. 100%. I swear preachers places. There is yep. constantly porns and dildos everywhere. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But uh, yeah. So at that house, the like not house, whatever the the abandoned stuff in the woods. So I was like probably 12 or 13 found a bunch of VHS tapes. They didn't have names on them. They were just blank. And of course, I was like, I wonder what's on this. So I popped it into my TV and it was the first time I ever saw any adult content and I was just ruined. I was like, this is not okay. You know, it was like like a Spanish soap opera porno. (laughs) Oh, muy caliente. It was nuts. (laughs) But yeah, that was my first like experience exploring. But I never really got into it until I moved. So I I grew up overseas. So I lived in the Middle East for a little while. I didn't really explore over there because like, you know, what we do is kind of taboo. I didn't even know urban exploring was like a thing that people did um, until I moved back to America in 2014. And then I actually went to a photography meetup in L.A. in 2015. And uh, somehow the topic of like exploring abandoned things got brought up in the group. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. I would love to do that. And this guy was like, well, I'll I'll take you to a place that I know. So I got into documenting urban exploration in 2015 and actually documented my first time going into an abandoned place in California. Uh, So that's all on video on on my YouTube channel and everything. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool that I, you know, started documenting immediately. Like a lot of people do it later on down the road. But I immediately was like, I have to capture this. (laughs) 
you're lucky you probably went did you go at it to, or did you go into it from a photography standpoint is that well obviously you did you went to the photography meetup right um so yeah you went you went into it from a photography standpoint see i was absolutely the opposite way my my husband got me into it and i kind of just went around and like sliding down slides and doing crazy <laughs> crazy shit and then ended up picking up a camera right so so for you, what was what's your favorite explore? Oh man, there's so many that I've done that I like. Every time I do a new one, I'm like, this is my favorite. You know, like I feel like a lot of us have that problem. We can't pick one, but I I would probably say the one that sticks with me the most. There's a uh, this really well known abandoned hospital in California. Uh, I I most of my places were in California. I did live there for eight years. So, uh, like a lot of the places I explored were there. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll say two. So the first one is this giant 17 story hospital just outside of Los Angeles. I'm sure everybody knows about it. They've seen it on YouTube. You know, I've had, I've had like people that used to be patients there email me about this place and be like, Oh my God, I was a patient there. It's so crazy to see how it is now. And you know, I've had oh, security so guards cool. like tell, like email me as well and be like, wow, I commend you on getting in here. Cause the security is so tight now. But the way we got in, I think, and I think that's why it's my favorite. Um, we were walking around, it was two of us and we were walking around with our camera bags. We like, we didn't look like we went to, we were at the hospital for any other reason other than getting into this, this part of the hospital. So the bottom four floors are used as like storage and just like a transport corridor for them to get to the new hospital. So they like rebuilt a new section of the hospital next door. Um, but they couldn't tear the building down because of like, I don't know, hazardous material or earthquake. I don't, I don't know what the reason was. They couldn't tear this place down, but it's 17 stories and they just decided not to demolition it. Um, and so we're walking around and finally we're like trying different stairwells and we're like, none of these are going up higher than like the second floor. So like, what do we do? And so we're looking at the blueprints. Like they have the blueprint map on the walls, uh, for you to like navigate the hospital. So we're like, okay, so we'll, if we go over here, maybe that stairwell, you know, we're trying to figure it out. And as we're talking to each other, the security guard walks past us and he's like, hey, can I help you guys find something? Obviously, we looked lost. And uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, fuck, what do we say? So we were like, yeah, we're looking for the classrooms on the fourth floor. Like we had heard that they were like, they did classes on the fourth floor or whatever. Come to find out it was actually the third floor. But the security guard was like, oh, yeah, the fourth floor. Yeah, you guys can take the staff elevator. Come come with me. So we walk over with him and he keys his like key card into the staff elevator. So we hop in and he's like, OK, yeah, just hit four and you guys should be fine. We we're like, cool. So the door's shut and I hit four and nothing lights up like the number doesn't light up. And I was like, oh, my God, did he just trap us in here? Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God, we're going to get arrested. Right. Like we're freaking out. 30 seconds, 45 seconds goes by, nothing happens. And we're like, we can't open the door. We're like screwed. And then all of a sudden, like we're on a roller coaster ride. It shoots all the way to the top, to the 17th floor of the hospital. And the door's open and it goes, ding. And the door's open and we look out and it's completely silent and all abandoned. And we're like, holy shit, we made it. He sent us up to the top of this hospital. Like the security he guard. He sent you to exactly what you were looking Dude, for. He was like, yo. I know what you guys are here for. I'm going to send you up to the top. Go have fun. Like, he just let us in, which is unheard of. They don't do that ever. Oh, yeah, never. Never. It's very rare. Like, I've heard stories on the podcast about, like, cops showing up and then actually giving a tour to the people that are exploring. But, like, it's very rare that this kind of stuff happens. So, like, anytime it does, dude, like, just hold on to that forever and, like, never forget that. But that's I think that's why that made that, like, one of my favorites. And then... 
I guess my other favorite would be uh, the Panoramico de Monsanto, which is a uh, 360 degree panoramic restaurant in Lisbon, Portugal. And I got to go there with my dad to visit. We have a property in Portugal. And like I said, I grew up overseas. So we're trying to like diversify and do all this stuff and do like Airbnb. So we, uh, we went to Portugal and we had this private tour guide that like took us around the city. His name was Diogo and he used to be like a DJ in Europe. And now he's like doing these private tours in Portugal, a super sick guy. I still keep in touch with him and he's a car photographer. So that's like his thing. But I asked him after one of our tours one day, I was like, Hey, have you heard of this place? I'd love to check it out. And he was like, yeah, I know where it's at. I'll take you tomorrow. And I was like, Oh my God. So we pull up to this place and there's a security guard sitting outside and I'm like, okay, we're not going to be able to get in whatever. So he's like, hold on a sec, gets out of the car, goes and talks to the guy, comes back. And he's like, he said we could pull in and park and go check it out. I was like, what is happening with these security guards? <laughs> we didn't pay him off or anything like that, but we ended up pulling in and, and we explored the place for a couple hours. And then all of a sudden there were like 18 different groups just like walking around the place. And I guess, you know, trespassing isn't like really a, a big deal there. Like they just kind of let you go check it out. So that that one was also really cool, and I would love to, like, explore that with the architect that built it. There's, like, all this information on Wikipedia about the place and the architect, and I think it'd be cool to, like, explore an abandoned place with the person that built it to, like, oh, get yeah, their definitely. insight, you know? Get, yeah, definitely get that background. Right. So, yeah, those are my two favorites. Thinking of one of your recent uh, explorers, did you hear what happened? Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, trespasser actually filled me in, so... Okay. Yeah, Harley and and her husband and a group of people, we all, well, they, they basically invited me out. I went to Detroit on uh, my tour with my band Matriarchs, and uh, I was like, yo, I'd love to come explore, and you guys happen to be in town, and we met up at this dope school and got to explore for several hours until I had to go to the show, and uh, apparently the theater got set on fire. Yep, the Fuck. whole theater got burnt down. Oh, my God. What is so you have one of the last sets of photos of of that theater That's before it is crazy. now gone. That and it must have been like what, like two weeks after. Yeah. Oh my god! Like we were so close to like not being able to see that again. And you know, I I've made videos on TikTok and Instagram and stuff about like this is why we don't give out locations, like for this reason, you know, because people are assholes and they vandalize and they burn shit down. Like what? Why? Like for why? absolutely nothing and that theater was so beautiful so beautiful so going to the next one what was your scariest explorer (laughs) scariest explorer um dang i haven't really had anything like too too crazy happen but i will say like scariest as in like spooky stuff happening so there was a another place that actually got set on fire recently uh the Downey Insane Asylum. I, I don't mind dropping the name because it's all over the news right now. Everybody knows about it and it's partially been burned down. So, I mean, like, what else can you do to the place, I guess? But, I mean, I explored this place a couple times back in the day when I first got into it. It was one of the, the first spots I actually got to go to. And it was, uh, it actually went viral on my TikTok. It has, like, two million views on it um, because they left, like, con- contaminated material in the asylum. Like the the city Oof. did, they just left the shit there, and I was like, the city should clean up their mess. Like, what is what? Why would you just leave all this stuff here? Like, you know, like tear the building down or like clean it up or fix it, whatever. But like, don't leave contaminated stuff in these buildings. Like, that's not okay, you know. And so 
that place, the first time I explored it, I was actually doing a photo shoot. And another instance where a cop was like, you can go in, but like if another cop catches you, I can't help you kind of situation. And we were like, dope. Thanks. See ya. And we went in. And you are like the luckiest person <laughs> to lucky. ever urbex. Look, I, I, I feel mean, like it. I, I get I get yelled at in the middle of a forest by a <laughs> cop at, a, at an abandoned renaissance festival, yeah. like trying to arrest me yeah. in the middle of a forest. And I got cops and, like, just like, You just got, got cops and stuff letting you in. <laughs> yeah, I do feel pretty lucky. You know, me and my friends kind of joke around about it a lot. Like, we have pretty good luck. We've never really been like in trouble for doing this, which, you know, I feel I don't know why. Um <sighs> I don't know. Then you got to take that five year limit off of your retirement. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but yeah. So we, this cop like let us go into this place. And so we're exploring and, you know, we've heard like it's haunted, you know, there's ghosts in there. And we're like, yeah, whatever. Like, whatever. You know, it's not haunted. And we go in and sure enough, that was the first time I experienced what I called the darkness, uh, which is like this void and I feel like urban explorers are the only people that have ever experienced this like you turn a corner and it's dark but it's not like dark it's like pitch black it's like you're looking into a void like there's something and it makes the hair on your your back your neck stand up like urbexers know what I'm talking about you know it's it's a very unique thing that we experience and I had no other way of explaining it than calling it the darkness it just made sense to me and kind of made sense to other people that didn't do urbex and so that place definitely spooked me out for a little while, you know, like I, we explored and I've experienced it a couple other times in a few different places. One of them was like an office building, which is shocking. Cause like what could have happened in an office building, you know, that like could cause that to be there, you know, like a lot of times asylums, they have a dark past. So like, it makes sense that it's there, but like this office building, my friend and I turned a corner and we looked at each other and we both were like, should we leave? Like, this doesn't feel right. You know, it, like it's that weird feeling you get where you're like, we probably shouldn't be here. So the, the Downey insane asylum definitely for me was probably my scariest exploration as far as like spooky ghosty stuff happening. But other than that, like I've had very few run-ins with like, I actually, okay. So there is an instance that I can talk about. We explored this abandoned jail in California and it had like a boxing ring. It had solitary confinement. It had all this cool stuff in it. It was like six floors high and uh, we're exploring and all of a sudden my buddy's like, yo, there's a cop outside. This cop was like camped outside up like, with his ca- with his cop car up against the building. So we couldn't like see him. And there was one way in and out of this building. Someone had like kicked a hole in this wood plank. So we like went through the basement, through the hole into the building and so the cop was parked right in front of that hole. So like if you popped out, he would be right there and just go, Boo, you know, and catch you and you're, you're fucked. So we're in there for like two hours. The cop's still outside. And this day happened to be the day that uh, a short film that I had acted in was screening. So it was at like a film festival and my mom was going to be there. And like I had to dress up and like go to the screening. And so I was like, yo, like I need to leave. Like I have somewhere to be in like an hour. Like I got to go. And in California, like in LA, like it takes an hour to go like 10 minutes down the street. So like if you have to like really plan your day. So I'm like, we got to find a way out of this place. All the doors were welded shut. All the windows had bars on them except for like one floor. And it was like the third floor. So we were like, okay, well somehow we have to get out of the third floor onto the ground, which is going to be like impossible. You know, like how are we going to do this? My buddy Urbex Off Limits found rope. Like someone had left a rope, like really long rope in the jail. So we tied the rope around the bars and we like 
ship basically rappelled down the wall you know and there's like there's like a pipe like a big like ac pipe or something so we rappelled down the wall grabbed onto the pipe and like shimmied down the pipe and there were like a bunch of decommissioned cop cars behind the jail where we were like landing and like we didn't know if like there was an actual like working cop car back there we were just like assuming they were all decommissioned so we get down to the bottom and we're trying to figure out how to get out and there's like a razor wire fence so we're like what the fuck are we gonna do but there's one post sticking up past the razor wire so we could like effectively climb up over it and grab onto that pole and like go around the razor wire and go down the other side so we get down to the cars and we're like walking over to the fence and all of a sudden there's an LAPD helicopter flying around so we had to crawl under the cars to hide because I'm like, I can't get arrested. Like, I can't get arrested for doing this. Like, I have somewhere to be. Like, this is ridiculous. So the LAPD helicopter, like, leaves because I guess they were, like, doing something else. They weren't looking for us. So we end up getting out and we all had skateboards with us, which is, I think, how we got away with this. So we were skateboarding in the jail because I was filming, like, videos, you know, like, all kinds of stuff. So the four of us that were there all had skateboards we all got out, got over the fence, dropped down to the train tracks, walked around the building and skateboarded down the sidewalk to our cars. And the cop was still parked there. Didn't ask us anything. Didn't stop us. We just got in our cars and left. And that was... You are so dude, lucky. That was probably the scariest experience as far as like the police And you go. were always cutting it close and urban oh, yeah. and right before big shit, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go like right now. You're right. No, I always have to be somewhere like right after. <laughs> You're like, I'm just going to go explore this yeah. massive school. Wait a second. I got a show I got a in like show a couple like hours. A, yeah, I, I got to go. This hey, you got to squeeze so it in. That's so awesome. Got to squeeze it in when you can. <laughs> All right. Do you have any injury stories? Injury? I mean, I just like cuts and scrapes. I've never really been hurt too bad. Um, I almost had a nail go through my foot. It went right between my toes which is the worst, you know, you're just like, oh, so you like slowly lift your foot back up off the the board. Oh my God. But that's, that's the closest call I've ever had to like actually getting like injured. Like I've never like fallen or broken anything or like getting gotten cut too bad. I mean, like I do the, I wear pants when I explore, you know, I'm pretty safe about it. Um, but it, this is my favorite question on the podcast. Cause I love hearing the injury stories. <laughs> Do you have any injury stories about somebody that was in your group that had injured themselves um, while? No, exploring? no, no. Like I've never been with anybody that's gotten like hurt. Like that would be the Are worst. Are you lucky, dude? I wouldn't I even know what to do. I just have an accident-prone husband. I have to yeah. explore with. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, ah, uh, like if somebody fell on their head, I'd be like, well, fuck. Like, what do I do in this situation? Like, I just don't. You know. carry them out. I'm a little person. You've met me. How am I going to carry? Oh, I know. I know. But you figure a way to drag them out. I had to drag him down a mountain. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And actually, we had another friend who recently, her friend fell three stories. Oh, my God. Backwards off of a staircase down three stories um, while they were shooting in a bandeau and picked her up and carried her out. Wow. So that they didn't get caught on the property. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. My God. Yeah, that's insane. But, I mean, I've heard... Uh, I've heard live... Oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Go for it. Yeah, I was going to say, I uh, I have heard, you know, on the podcast, we had somebody, their buddy got impaled on a fence. Like, his leg went through a spike. You know those, like, spike fences? His leg mm. went through the fucking spike. 
and they had to like lift his leg off the fence and he had to go to the hospital. And I was like, how the fuck do you explain what you were doing at the hospital to these people? Like, oh, you know, I was getting out of a bando and fell on the spike. Like, what? Crazy. Yeah, absolutely insane. (laughs) If you could live in one of the places you have explored, what would it be? Um, hmm. See, I love this question because the answer is always different for everybody, you know, because everyone has their like preferred type of explorer, like building type, you know. Um, let me think about that. Um, let's see. I haven't done like I, I wouldn't pick a house because I feel like houses are like most of the houses I've explored are like hoarders houses and they're fucking disgusting. Like they just are so gross, gross, full of someone else's shit. Like that's so gross to me. So I'd probably pick a. Maybe like Forest Haven Asylum in Baltimore. I, another one that I don't mind name dropping because everyone's fucking been to the place. And like during COVID, it was like a tourist trap. Like families were going to that that place during COVID, just like checking it out. But I love oh, cool. I love Forest Haven. You know, it was one of my favorite places that I got to explore uh, with this guy E Hunter TV. Um, we explored it a couple years ago on Thanksgiving in the morning, and it was so fun. Like the whole explore was super fun. It was kind of spooky. Um, that was cool, but there's also recently I, right before I left for my tour, uh, so like six weeks ago, my girlfriend and I went to Alabama for like a mini vacation and she was like, I kind of want to explore an abandoned place. I've never done it. And I was like, Oh, let's go. So I was like looking up stuff in Alabama and found this giant city, like city block. That was a hospital, an abandoned hospital. It was like I don't know, 15 stories tall or something, 10 stories tall. And I was like, let's go check this place out. And uh, so we went there, parked the car, and I was like, okay. So she was like, what do I need to know before I do this? So I was like giving her tips and stuff. I was like, all right, we're going to go through like a window. We got to be super stealthy, blah, blah, blah. You know, just giving her the whole, showing her the ropes. At that point, you should have just handed her your book. Right. That's now out. (laughs) But it wasn't out then. So I was still making it. But like. I was, like, thinking of all the tips that I would put in that book, which, you know, if anybody wants the book, the book is out. Uh, How to Explore Abandoned Buildings, uh, notracers.com slash shop if you want to get a copy of it. Uh, They're actually also going to be available in, like, Barnes & Nobles, which is cool. So they'll be in, like, actual bookstores. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited. I was, like, like, I'm self-publishing, but, like, they have this option where they will, like, print them and ship them to stores. I was, like, dude, yeah, of course. Like, I'll pay the extra money for that. That's awesome. So that is so awesome, but that could have came in handy. That could have come in handy for sure. Going ahead and doing this, I just had to go ahead and get that out. Absolutely, for for sure. So we we go up to the building, and I'm like, oh, we can't go through this window; it's kind of fucked up. And she was like, why don't we just try the front door? I was like, oh yeah, I forget that that's like a thing. Like sometimes the front door is open or unlocked, you know. So we walk around to the front, and sure enough, there's no door on the front door. (laughs) There's no doors; it's just wide open. And I was like, great, okay. So always try the front door. Don't go the difficult way. Like just try the front door sometimes. So we tried the front door. There was no door. So we went in and we explored for like, I don't know, two, three hours. And she was just mesmerized by the whole thing. We went into the lobby of the hospital and she was like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe like people just leave this like here. I'm like, yeah. I mean, this whole area we were in was all abandoned shit. It was abandoned motels, houses, churches, asylums, hospital, like everything was abandoned in this whole city. It was super cool. Uh, abandoned train depot, like all this stuff. Oh, that's, that is so neat. It was rad. So I kind of got to show her like a whole abandoned town, which is like rare. You know, it's kind of rare that the whole town's abandoned. Usually it's just like a building or two, but so we were there for a while. And then, uh, 
we get to the top floor because I was like, let's just go all the way to the top, you know, and then work our way back down. So we get to the top and she looks out the window, which, you know, the window is not there. So it's just a hole in the wall at the top, which is super sketchy. And I was like, please be careful. Don't fall off this building right now. So she walks over and there's a cop like slow rolling in the distance. And she's like, she like walks back over real quick. and She's like, hey, there's a cop outside. I was like, fuck. OK, we should probably leave. We should probably find our way out before he gets over here because he was about a mile away. And uh, so we were like, we got to get out of here now. So we're, we're leaving and we run into two other explorers that happen to be um, uh, Mormons. Right. And they have their little like badges on and their like white button up oh, no. t-shirt. And I was like, you? I was like, oh, God, they're going to try to <laughs> convert. <laughs> but no, sure enough, they were like, oh, yeah, we, we were just like on our way to class and saw this place. And we were like, we should check it out. And we came in here and one of them had a GoPro and. I was like, oh, yeah, you should check out my podcast and, like, you know, all this shit. And they were super stoked. They ended up, like, taking a selfie with us. And, like, it was hilarious. But, no, they didn't try to convert us. We got out of there. I was like, yo, there's a cop outside. You even kind of got to convert them. Right. I was like, yo, welcome to Urban Exploring. Like, come listen to the podcast. Check it out. Keep doing this. It's fun. You know, I do it all the time. And, you know, and uh, so we got out of there and got back to the car. And right as we got back to the car, the cop rolls past the building. And I was like just that big like sigh of relief like we got away with it you know but i would probably stay in that place because it was so cool it was so cool to see that place so like i'd probably probably stay there if i if i could if it if it was like comfortable if i had like sleeping bag or a bed or something but yeah that'd be where i would stay for sure i love the ones that are so massive that it takes like forever and you just want to keep going back because like you just keep finding more Mm -hmm. and more yeah every time you go back oh yeah it was so cool. So what do you do when you're not exploring? So when I'm not exploring abandoned places, I am a full-time freelance videographer and photographer and drone pilot. Um, I work for bands. I work for corporations. I edit a lot of content for different types of people. I produce four podcasts, uh, two of which are mine. Actually, five now. Uh, two of which are mine. No Tracers, my other show, Project Freelance, which is just freelancing tips for people. Um, and then I produce uh, the Lisa Ann Experience, Dudes Do Better, and the Road Dog podcast. Uh, just three other podcasts that I've been editing for different clients. Um, and then I now work pretty much full-time for the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Uh, they're a rock band. They had a hit song called Face Down. I'm sure people on the uh, yep. show know the song. Like you've heard it on the radio, at the grocery store. Like it's everywhere. Um, video so, games. Video games, movies. You know, it's it's yeah, all over everywhere. the place. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I pretty much work full time for the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus on tour when they have tours. Um, so I'll be out with them in July. They're doing a tour with a band called Attack Attack, who was uh, they're making a comeback. They were a band back in the early 2000s. And they're doing like a nostalgia is very real right now. So all these like old bands are coming back, which is super cool from like my high school days. So uh, I actually am seeing Attack Attack tonight here in Nashville where I live. Um, And uh, yeah, other than that, I tour with my band Matriarchs or my other project Chasing Satellites. I don't know. I love music. It's what I love to do. And I'm grateful that I get to do that and document other bands doing what they love to do. So. Yeah, that's what I do when I'm not exploring abandoned You're stuff. Very, very, very busy. Very I'm busy. So glad that I, I get to even be graced with your presence when we get to do bandas or get yes. to be able to do this together. Absolutely. Uh, so what do you hope for the future of Urbex? So I think it's been said many times on this podcast now, but I'm just gonna kinda reiterate what other people have said. I really hope people learn to respect these buildings more. I hope that 
you know, more people take after Save the Decay and after the Final Curtain and the Trespasser, you know, people that actively are trying to restore these buildings to their former glory and like turn them into something new, uh, but still keeping that that history alive and still keeping keeping like the main parts of the building together. Like after the Final Curtain, he restores old theaters into new things, but keeps the the theater like the same as he as much as he can, you know. So. The Anastonia Project, also yes. East Coast Paranormal Society, yes. they have a huge backing and do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, in Anastonia, they're redoing an opera house. So, oh, so cool. yeah, a lot of the urbexers go and basically, essentially revive these old buildings. Yeah. yeah, and other than that, like I have this goal of doing like a pop-up museum around the country or around the world. Eventually, like I would love to do like an urbex museum because you know whether we like it or not, a lot of people do take little trinkets or tokens or things from these abandoned places. And I think it would be cool to like put them in like a little museum setting with like a photo of the place and like a placard with like information about the place, like the story, you know, something like that. And it'd be a cool way to do like art shows for urban explorers to sell their photography. Cause I feel like not enough of us print our photos. And I think that printing your photography is something that's kind of been lost, you know, because we don't shoot on film anymore. Everything's digital. But I mean, for me, I have like five photos in my house of my artwork from abandoned places. Like in my office, I have one of an abandoned YMCA in my living room. I have two places here in Nashville and that place I mentioned in Portugal, uh, like 20 by 30 prints, just massive prints uh, that. And like I, like I like we were talking about earlier, I've got a new book out. I have my other photography book, No Tracers, and Urban Explorer's Diary as well. And I think that more people should print their work. And so I think doing a museum or even an art gallery, something like that, would just give us an opportunity to not only like give back to the community, but also share our own art and have a way to share what we love. And I did hear recently that there's like an Urbex like convention that happens. Have you heard about yes, this? Yes, I was going to say, like, almost an actual full-fledged Urbex con, but almost yeah. like an Urbex art con. Right. Make it more open as to it not just being, like, an urban explorer, but, like, right. even for the artists that use urban exploring as a platform Correct. for their art, whether it be for, like, like portrait photographers mm-hmm. that, that go ahead and embrace the Urbex as its own form of art. Right. Yeah, I think I think finding out who runs that thing, like I don't, if anybody's listening and you listen all the way through to this po- the end of the show, like if you know who runs that Urbex Con, like please let me know or have them reach out to me cuz like I would love to get involved in any capacity whether it's helping facilitate things, get people there, set up the art side of things, like I would love to get involved with that or you know start another one if if that one's was just like a one and done kind of thing, like a meetup, you know, like I would love to do that and then the other thing I really want to do is um, I would love to do like a Urbex meetup just in general, like maybe rent out Eastern State Penitentiary in Philly and just have a bunch of people just explore it together because you can rent it out for the night and do like overnights. So I think it'd be sick. I mean, even even us Urbexers that are so anti-paranormal, right. maybe we can all come together yes. and go ahead and, and <laughs> do, do a powwow and, and get to see each other's sides. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it's nice to like meet the people that are behind these Instagram accounts and these photos, you know. And I think that's the coolest thing about this podcast is that I've gotten to meet up with so many people on the show uh, since like, you know, COVID kind of died down, like. I've been able to meet Big Banks, Steve Ronan, uh, Abandoned Nashville, you know, all these people. And 
it's been to it, yourself, you guys, you know, and I would love to keep meeting people that I've had on the show. And I've gotten super close with different people like pimp my camel. Like we we've been talking nonstop, you know, it's been super cool to like chat with people outside of the podcast and get to know them more and meet them and explore with them. You know, it's super fun. We love exploring and, you know, getting to do it with other people that are like-minded that I kind of know, cause I know their story, you know, is, is one of the coolest things that have, that has come from this podcast. So I'm super grateful for no tracers. Definitely. I mean, without it, I mean, we wouldn't have hung out and I, right. I think you're pretty, I think you're pretty dope. Oh, thanks. I think you're <laughs> dope as well. Appreciate it. And you bring snacks. Shit. Oh yes. Yes. I am the Urbex mom. With Urbex the snacks. mom with the snacks. Love it. And waters <laughs> yep. and anything yep. else. Got so Clorox wipes. Yep. Everything. All right. So for the first time, I got interviewed by somebody else. This was awesome. Thank you guys for listening to No Tracers. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know down in the comments or leave a rating and review. Yeah, I feel like that's the way. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of No Tracers. I am your normal host, K, just the letter K. I'm known as No.Tracers on Instagram, No Tracers Urbex on YouTube, uh, No Tracers on TikTok. And you can check out my website, notracers.com slash shop if you want to pick up a copy of either one of my books or some cool merchandise that I've got. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you next week with another episode. If you want to come on the show, hit me up on Instagram, no.tracers, or contact at notracers.com, and we'll get you scheduled. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out. Go explore something. And remember, leave no trace. Trace.